Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome into the 49ers Access Podcast. My name is Sterling Bennett, and today we are going to discuss something rather touchy, but something that's also been uh, filtering out throughout the entirety of the Niner fan base, especially on Twitter, and that is in regards to the San Francisco 49ers relationship with Trey Lance when it comes to how the media is covering the third-year quarterback and This really all started with a quote by Michael Lombardi. And if you don't know who Michael Lombardi is, Michael Lombardi used to be an NFL executive for the Browns and the Raiders. uh, Also used to be a GM for the Cleveland Browns uh, in the later 2000s. And his quote when discussing Trey Lance was, When his mama lifted him from the crib... He just didn't have that quarterback instinct. Now, when you hear that quote, your first thought, as was mine, is that seems a little bit too far. Like discussing someone when they're a baby and when they're in the crib with their mother um, seems a bit like you may not like the person you're talking about or or you seemingly have this weird agenda or vendetta against this person. Like, I have plenty of enemies that I've had through my 26 going on 27 years of life, and I've never mentioned them as a baby or their mother, mind you. <laughs> so um, to hear that from someone who has worked in the NFL for a long time, and, and let's be clear here, uh, I have no problem with people being brutally honest. I like to think of myself as someone you can trust to be honest with you, um, and sometimes that comes across in a brutal way. And I think at times it's necessary to get your point across of, hey, look, this is exactly what I'm seeing. Uh, and I don't think XYZ is going to work out. I have come down Cam Latu's road from day one. And I think that's you know, kind of showing itself as to why during preseason and training camp. But uh, even then, I would never mention him as a baby or his mother. Like those Usually you don't mention another man's mother, especially, because it's usually touchy. Um, Usually it's disrespectful in that way. So to hear that comment, uh, it really kind of definitely hit uh, a a spark in Niners Twitter and and, and with the fan base. Because they took this thing to the next level. And I think rightfully so. Uh, I tweeted about it. Many other people bigger than myself tweeted about it. Uh, it wasn't a good look. It, it was someone who has come down Lance's road before and doing it again for really no reason. Uh, and I get it. Look, you can talk all you want about the play on the field. I have absolutely no problem with you 
whether it's me, you, someone else dissecting play. I watched JTO Sullivan's, you know, tape. I watched Kyle Posey of Banner Nations. I watched his tape. Let's talk about the, the actual film. Let's talk about the play on the field. Leave everything else out of it. Sure, there are certain things with Trey Lance you can point to and talk about trading up for you know, three first-round draft picks for him and, you know, the injuries last year and the year before that and all the stuff that has surrounded him since he got here in San Francisco. You can talk about that stuff. But to go further with it, it just really crosses a line and it does it does put a kind of a dark cloud over Trey Lance and it does give people this mindset that he's a victim. And, and, and I don't think that he truly is a victim, but it's quotes like this that do make you feel sympathy towards a 23-year-old quarterback still trying to find his way in the NFL and hear someone bring his mom into it, it crossed the line. And to kind of push back against Michael Lombardi, <laughs> because I think his comments truly deserve it, uh, for Michael Lombardi to say that Trey Lance... From the moment his mother lifted him out of the crib, uh, he didn't have the quarterback instinct. I have to ask Michael Lombardi that we'll see what Trey Lance is. Maybe he stinks, maybe he's great, who knows. Um, there, you can definitely lean a certain way right now, and I wouldn't blame you. But here are the four quarterbacks that Michael Lombardi led teams or teams he was an executive for drafted while he worked there. Eric Zier. Marcus Tuyasasopo, Andrew Walter, and Johnny Manziel. So, <laughs> if anyone's going to say that since they picked somebody up out of the crib, they didn't have the instinct of a quarterback, wouldn't it be fair if someone retorted and say, from the minute Michael Lombardi's mother picked him up out of the crib as a baby, he didn't have the GM instinct? He didn't have the quarterback scout instinct in him. Uh, and maybe he thinks that's fine. Maybe he thinks that's fair criticism. But if you're going to make a comment so outlandish like the one you made against Trey Lance, I do think it's fair to point out a little bit of negativity of how you've evaluated quarterbacks in the past. And look, he could be so right about Trey Lance. That's fine. Let's leave it to on the field. But he wasn't the only one. And it's this last one that kind of was the cherry on top of why many fans have been asking, why aren't the San Francisco 49ers stepping forward and saying something? Why are they not, you know, going out in the media and dispelling or kind of pushing back against comments like this? And this one comes from LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy, one of the best running backs in the NFL the last, what, I don't know, 15 years. Uh, Philadelphia Eagle legend, uh, Buffalo Bill, Kansas City Chief. Uh, definitely earned his stripes in the NFL to make comments like this, but even then, you and I at this point should know that national media is paid per view. They're paid for views. There's a reason why guys like Stephen A. Smith, and all, all due respect to him, and Skip Bayless, all due respect to him as well, there's a reason why they're still on TV. Uh, I cannot tell you how many times Skip Bayless has been wrong. He's <laughs> still on TV because... We're still watching, what, 20-ish years into his first take, cold pizza, and now undisputed career as a TV personality. But LaShawn McCoy said this, and I'm going to paraphrase here because a lot of it's a lot of conjecture and really kind of rambling by him, but the quotes he said were, I don't want to see any more Trey Lance. 
dot, dot, dot. And it's not his fault because he doesn't belong in the NFL, dot, dot, dot. If you watch him play, he shouldn't be in the NFL as a starting quarterback, dot, dot, dot. If the NFL had a G League, he should be a part of that. So you have one media pundit saying, since he was a baby, he didn't have the quarterback instinct. And you have LaShawn McCoy saying, if there was a G League for the NFL, that's where Trey Lance should be playing. Now, obviously I find one of these more egregious than the other one, but to LaShawn McCoy, uh, there's a reason Trey Lance was heralded as the top five draft pick. Um, now, many of that, or much of that was because of potential, mind you, but uh, had San Francisco not picked him, the Colts wanted him, and the Falcons wanted him too. Uh, that just is what it is. He was going to get picked, whether it was in San Francisco or elsewhere, he was going to go in the first round, top 10 of the 2021 NFL draft. Um, and we can talk about how, where he was drafted, how that affected, you know, how he's played and his development. I would agree with you on that. I am firmly in the, had Trey Lance gone elsewhere, his entire career probably looks different than what it does right now. But, uh, that's all what ifs and, and maybes. This is where we are year three Trey Lance. And we're having people who, a player four games into his career essentially, who had admittedly, I think a really bad game against the Raiders in preseason and who has found himself in the media spotlight because he replaced a good quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo who won a ton, which many people question as to why you're replacing that guy. Um, and I think we've seen why. But now also Brock Purdy's come in in just one year, seven games, eight games, if you want to count Philadelphia, and took the NFL by storm. And, and now is this team's starting quarterback. And so I understand the media kind of, you know, Trey Lance is so polarizing because he was drafted so high and he hasn't done much, but then we waited for a year to even see him. And then when he, we saw him, he got hurt, but he's still here. And you know, the quarterback situation in San Francisco has not uh, lent to opportunity for Trey Lance to hide from the media, unfortunately, for him. But this is why many people have pointed to the team as to get ahead of this, get out in front of this, make a statement, and kind of take the heat off of Trey Lance. And just to a, to one degree, I I think I see what you mean. Um, on the other hand, no. <laughs> um, let me ask you this: Should the San Francisco 49ers take responsibility and speak out against the hyper aggressive criticism towards Trey Lance? Um, many people are pointing to how. Uh, the Niners handled the Grant Cohn and Javon Kinlaw situation last year. Uh, if you don't know of that ordeal, um, you can look it up on Twitter, but I'll tell it to you in a very abridged way here. Um, essentially, Grant Cohn criticized Javon Kinlaw, and then Javon Kinlaw hopped on a live stream with him, and um, they shared words, and I'm not sure if it was before that or after that. Uh, Javon Kinlaw uh, kind of approached Grant Cohn at practice and knocked his hat off and basically, you know, physically tried to intimidate him, and you know, things progressed from there, and uh, it caught the eye of John Lynch and the San Francisco 49ers PR team. Uh, what is to believe to be what happened next is they called him in to the, the GM's room, the principal's office, and kind of hashed things out, and everything was cool. But within that, 
Eric Armstead spoke out, George Kittle spoke out, Daniel Brunskill spoke out, many other players spoke out as well against Grant Conan. I'm not going to come out and, you know, pick a side on that. I think both sides are wrong in what they did and how they handled everything. But people are asking if this team, being the players and the coaches and the GM, are willing to come out and talk then and defend Javon Kinlaw from a media member, why won't they do it against Michael Lombardi or... Uh, LaShawn McCoy, and many others out there who have criticized Lance a little more harshly as of recent. Um, And to that I say, why is it the team's responsibility to go out of their way, mind you, not, you know, they they are being asked about it, but go out of their way to tell Michael Lombardi or tell the fans, tell Trey Lance through the media, you know, don't listen to Michael Lombardi. He's wrong. Don't listen to McCoy. He's wrong. You know, turn the noise off. Tune it out, right? Um, why are they responsible for that? Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but for myself, I've always been taught to, and this is very hard, but do not care what other people think of you. Uh, I myself am a very insecure person. I, at a certain point in my life, was 290 pounds. Uh, I hated how I looked in the mirror. I was very self-conscious, and to a certain point, I still am, as to where I am. And I've lost, you know, 90 pounds since then. Um, So I do understand that it's hard to not let what others think of you get in your head. Um, I was told I wasn't going to make varsity because of where I grew up and played baseball at. And that, to me, didn't make any sense of why am I I being held back for where I came from, um, not for what I did on the field. Um, it's small stuff like that that has happened to me that I can point to and say it's hard to not let that get in your head and infiltrate how you feel. And you add media scrutiny onto what Trey Lance is going through on a much higher level than I ever did, mind you. <laughs> um, you can, you know, it can make people say, hey, why aren't, why isn't the team coming out publicly and supporting their quarterback? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And to that I say, okay, I get what you're asking them to do. Um, It makes sense, but again, why would they almost give these pundits, Lombardi and McCoy, why would they give them a bigger platform? If you address them publicly, now there's another story in the media in regards to their comments. That story circulates even more, which they could then like McCoy on FS1 on on Speak on the TV show, he could say, and he can respond to that and criticize Lance again. Then there's a bigger media storm. Then guys are questioning Lance even more, and, and Lombardi speaks out. It goes even harder. You're almost opening up Pandora's box to then having to retort to every single criticism your quarterback faces. And I don't think this team wants that. I think this team is so hyper-focused on getting and winning a Super Bowl that they are, and they have been this way since 2017 when Shanahan and Lynch got the job. Their mindset has been, tune out everything outside 
the only thing that matters is football. Uh, for what we think of Jimmy Garoppolo, he was great at tuning everything else out. He didn't even hear what Kyle Shanahan had to say to, say about him on his exit press conference to end last season. He didn't hear it. He didn't care enough to hear about it. He was out of here. When Jimmy G tuned out the noise, the expectation was Trey Lance is going to do the same thing. Now, I'm not saying what Lombardi said is right. I'm not saying what McCoy said was right. I'm just stating the fact that why would the San Francisco 49ers feel the obligation to come out and handle something or deal with something they didn't say, didn't do, and potentially lend a bigger voice or audience to the person spewing these idiotic or maybe critical words towards a player on their team. Um, you, you are opening Pandora's box of having everyone criticize you, then the outside noise gets into the room itself, and it, it could affect, like, that could affect the team itself. Um, and again, they hear stuff already. Why amplify that in the locker room? Why amplify it in the press conferences? Why lend, um, you know, why lend seriousness or you know, give it credence? You're just going to make things worse, potentially. And for a young quarterback in Trey Lance who, you know, kind of has the weight of the world on his shoulders, trying to fight for a spot on the team and win quarterback two or three, is that really worth it? Is it worth giving Lombardi and McCoy a bigger voice, giving people on the news and, you know, on, you know, FS1 or ESPN, why would you want to give them more ammo to go after Trey Lance, someone who right now has kind of found himself in a place where mentally I would understand if he feels low on himself or has lost confidence. He hasn't played in a year and he lost his job to Brock Purdy. Like, right there in itself is like, man, like, I blew my shot. I might never get it back. Mentally, you're already at the lowest part of your career, most likely. And if you're the team, the last thing you want to do is jeopardize that getting worse because you speak out against it. Um, now, to be fair, Kyle Shanahan was asked about the criticism Lance has got recently. But listen to what he says and to me, this is the most telling quote. Telling quote of the three people we're going to talk about here. Kyle Shanahan, when asked about the criticism in regards to Trey Lance, said it comes with the territory. Trey's extremely smart, very socially aware. He knows how the world works. Essentially, Kyle Shanahan says he's a quarterback. That's how it is. Now, I don't think he's wrong. Like, he, he's right in what he said. But again, this has people saying, why are you not saying Lombardi's an idiot? Why are you not coming out and, and shaming McCoy in a press conference? Well, Javon Kinlaw kind of took you know, his own route to this because, again, he's kind of been involved with this. And if anyone's going to speak out against a media member, uh, why wouldn't it be Javon Kinlaw, right? Um, he went through this last year and learned his lesson, mind you, but... He's been through this before. It's like him and Javon Kinlaw, Trey Lance and Javon Kinlaw are very two, although different, very similar situations. Two former high first-round draft picks, guys expected to replace you know, lovable players, important players on this team. Um, injuries derail their career, and they find themselves either fighting for a roster spot or fighting for a backup role. Like their role, like their 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 careers are kind of parallel 
in a lot of ways. And so for Kinlaw to speak up, and I'll, I'll say exactly what he said here, and it, it is explicit, but he said on Instagram, after he most responded, a former teammate came to Lance's uh, defense. Kinlaw hopped in and said, Cap, y'all been some bitches for real. <laughs> um, now, he didn't say that, but that was what he alluded to. He kind of bleeped it out his own self. And uh, again, it makes sense for Kinlaw to speak out. It makes sense for a player like Javon, who's been there, knows what Lance is going through, to speak out against stuff like this. To point to it and say, I've been through this, and I hate seeing a player, especially a quarterback on this team, a young player, 23 years old in Trey Lance, go through the criticism of being called you know, a bust, being called a loser, being called a G-League player, being told, since you were a baby, you didn't have quarterback instincts. Javon's been called glass knees, a bust, you know, should have never drafted you. Um, like, and don't forget, Javon Kinlaw's a player who, when he was younger, was having to wash himself with a bucket because they didn't have any water, they were so poor. Like, Kinlaw has spot for everything he has, and for Trey... Maybe it's a little different in his case, but you can see two young players trying to fight and claw their way in the NFL to make their name known and to actually get on the field. And so I think this kind of means a lot more. It's, it's This is Kinlaw saying, I see myself in you. Um, so, but then again, that's not enough for certain people. It's so if Kyle addresses it and kind of like, yeah, that's, that's what a quarterback has to deal with this stupid criticism. Like, we saw Jimmy for the last five years forget it. <laughs> like, it happens. It's football. That's the NFL. Javon speaks out. But then it's it's not Kyle Juszczyk. It's not George Kittle. It's not Derek Armstead. It's not every single person that spoke out against Grant Cohn last year in Kinlaw's defense. And that has fans saying, where are the leaders on this team? And, again, I point back to Kyle Shanahan's quote of, this is just the NFL. It comes with, with the territory. He's a quarterback. This is the NFL. Um, that quote, again, sticks out to me. And the reason why it sticks out is because John Lynch last year, general manager John Lynch last year, following the week one loss against Chicago, um, he responded to criticism that former offensive coordinator for San Francisco and the St. Louis Rams, Mike Martz, gave and kind of pushed towards Trey Lance when he called him, you know, nothing I saw was special. Where he overly criticized him in week one of the NFL season in his, what, third career start in the, in the NFL. Um, now, mind you, Monsoon in Chicago, there was a reason to believe he was going to improve uh, as he progressed in his playing time on the field last year, but that didn't happen. But following week one, Mike Martz took the sledgehammer and just laid it down on Trey Lance. And many fans, even including myself, were like, give, give the kid a break. Like, he may suck. <laughs> but but let's see, you know, if he does suck before we go proclaiming things like this. Um, obviously, the people in the building believe he was special. Uh, what makes you think he's not special? Um, and so after Mike Martz makes these comments... Um, Lynch responds to his criticism and says everything is being overanalyzed and, you know, <laughs> uh, everything is being analyzed and overanalyzed. Don't listen to the noise. Listen to the people that matter. 
I choose to fire... I don't choose to fire back, excuse me. You'd think a guy like Mike Martz to handle things differently. Essentially, Mike Martz, shut up. Trey Lance, forget what he has to say. Listen to me and Kyle and this team only. Okay, like, that's... That's a pretty heavy-handed comment to make to fire back against Mike Martz, even though he's saying, I'm not firing back. He's firing back and saying, hey, Mike Martz, um, leave my quarterback alone. He's almost telling the world that, hey, he's young. Nothing out there matters. Lombardi, McCoy, Mike Martz, none of them matter to us inside the building. That's the only thing that matters and should matter to Trey Lance. Um, that's what I believe in how they're trying to take this thing now. But I do think there is some deeper issues here. Um, when you hear Shanahan make that comment this year, again, it comes with the territory. This is the NFL. Trey's a smart guy, but this is the NFL. This is how the world works. He knows that. But last year... John Lynch kind of comes out guns a-blazing, telling Mike Martz to be quiet, essentially, and tell Trey, don't worry about him, worry about us. Um, let me ask you this. What changed in one year's time? What happened to change in Trey Lance's career? What title does Trey Lance no longer hold? What title is Trey Lance no longer fighting for here in San Francisco? There are a lot, a lot of perks that come with being a starting quarterback in the NFL. A lot of them. One of them is having your organization defend you from criticism like Mike Martz and Michael Lombardi and LaShawn McCoy. There's a reason Kyle Shanahan would call Jimmy Garoppolo one of the best throwers of the football there's a reason Mike McDaniel, when he was the offensive coordinator, called Jimmy Garoppolo one of the best throwers of the football. There's a reason why this team backed Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a reason why last year, Trey Lance was being backed by his team and defended by his general manager. There's a reason why this year, only one player has spoken out thus far, and Kyle Shanahan has just said, that's life, that's the NFL, that's being a quarterback. There's a reason why the defense or the rush to come to his aid or side is not as dire as it was in previous seasons. Simply, Trey Lance is no longer this team's franchise quarterback. No longer is he a starting quarterback of this team. Now look, am I saying San Francisco is right in how they're doing things? I don't know. I do get their viewpoint because, let's be honest here... Why would any NFL team, I don't care if you're the best team or the worst team, why would you waste your time defending your backup quarterback, maybe even your quarterback number three, from criticism? At that point, you don't care. You don't care what LaShawn McCoy or any media pundit says about your third string or second string quarterback. No one cares. In fact, I'm sure Kyle Shanahan would love if we, me, you, journalists, and on TV would stop talking about Trey Lance. It's not that Trey Lance is out of sight, out of mind, but to a certain point, he has fallen so far out of favor, they don't see it to be worth coming to his aid. 
Trey Lance to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. There, I'm not saying there isn't a future. What I'm saying is, is that future isn't expected to be this year. Nor is it expected to really have the name starting quarterback next to it. Um, there's a reason he's fighting for backup, not starter. There's a reason why, despite everything Brock Purdy has done, there's a reason why Trey Lance, even the injury Brock Purdy has, that was an opportunity for them to say, hey, we, have, we will give Trey Lance a shot. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. In fact, this team seemed more willing to let Sam Darnold get that number quarter, the quarterback number two spot over Trey Lance coming into camp this year. They can say competition all they want. And look, I agree, it's a competition. I believe that they do want Trey Lance to succeed. But in their mind, in their heart, and by the way they're going about this, as of August 16th, at 11.32 p.m., they are mentally moved on from Trey Lance. That doesn't mean they hate him, doesn't mean they dislike him, or don't you know want to treat him fairly. Just means that they don't view it as a necessity to come out and defend their backup quarterback. Bill Belichick wouldn't do that. Mike Holmgren wouldn't do that. Pete Carroll wouldn't do that. No head coach, no GM would come out and back up their backup quarterback. Unless it was a rookie. Trey Lance is in year three now. He doesn't have that, you know, welcome to the NFL rook. You're going to get criticized. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have the luxury of being a first year starter. That's all that's gone. All the magic, all the new is gone from Trey Lance in their mind. He's been here for three years He's no longer their starter. Potentially, no, no longer their backup quarterback. Now, here's why I do think that could backfire for them. I do think that they can handle all of this behind closed doors. I think everything does not need to be public. Trey Lance doesn't need to get reassurance via the media press conferences Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have. They can get that behind closed doors and actions. He's gotten plenty of first-team reps this year when Purdy hasn't been out there. He's started the last preseason game. He's gotten plenty of, you know, second-string reps in practice. They have not publicly traded Trey Lance. He's still here for a reason. They want to carry potentially four quarterbacks for a reason. Yes. Are they hedging? Yeah, they're hedging. Trey Lance is part of that hedge, but it's not a, oh my goodness, we now have a Brock Purdy, a franchise quarterback, and Trey Lance also a franchise quarterback. It's we have Brock Purdy, a franchise quarterback in their mind, and we have Trey Lance, who, yeah. Is that right? I don't know. Do I think this could backfire on them? Yes. I do think that... There's a place in time, maybe here, maybe now, maybe the future, where if they don't publicly defend Trey Lance, and now, again, they can do it behind closed doors, not everything has to be aired out, you know, on the newspaper or on TV or on YouTube or on a podcast. 
They can easily tell Trey Lance, forget them, we got you. And that's none of your business. There is, again, 99% of things in the NFL happen behind closed doors. We as fans and part of the media are not owed anything when it comes to how they do business. It's not ours to know. That's fine. I'm okay not knowing if they back up Trey Lance. I'm okay not knowing if they defend him in the locker room behind closed doors. I, I can care less. But there is a way this could backfire. That if Brock Purdy gets hurt and Sam Darnold says he isn't very good and Trey Lance has to play, Trey Lance, in his mind, could be a young quarterback that already has low confidence. If he's coming into a year being quarterback three, which I think might happen, that lowers his confidence even more. There is no new, there is no awe of who he could be still. It's, okay, Trey Lance will sit there and see what you can do. You know, and it's more of a ye of little faith in him from Kyle Shanahan rather than, I'm excited for Trey Lance. And I think that can affect a young quarterback's mind and how they play. Steve Young today said he's playing far too quickly. There's so much pressure on him, you can tell that every throw has to be perfect. If he already feels that pressure now in preseason, how is he going to feel if his team, whether it's the coaches, the GM, or even his teammates, don't publicly defend him against criticism like this? Could that make him shut down? Could that make him play poorly? And if you're reliant on that quarterback, being Trey Lance, in a big game or a late game during the year where, let's say, maybe you're... I don't know, you're, you're 10-6, and six, and you need that one final win, right, of the season. And you get in, and you're the number one seed in, in, in the NFC Conference. And you lose, because Trey Lance is unfocused, confidence is in the freaking gutter, because you didn't come out and defend him publicly. Could that be an issue for him? There are ways this could backfire. But let's make this very clear. I completely understand why San Francisco, and again, they could still come out tomorrow and say Michael Lombardi's an idiot and and Sean McCoy's a dummy and Trey Lance, forget those guys. Believe in what we have to say. They can do all that. Juszczyk and Kittle and, and Fred Warner can all come out tomorrow and say, like, we got your back, Trey. Don't worry about it. But <laughs> I don't blame them for not doing it publicly. I don't blame them for not feeling the need to defend, in their mind, a quarterback they've already essentially moved on from. A quarterback they no longer see as the future here. They can pitch that to you all you want. And I'm not saying count them out. I'm not saying Trey Lance stinks. I will never say that until I actually say it. <laughs> um, he's a work in progress. Is that progress going to take place here? We'll see. I think at least for a year it might, but we'll see. But I don't blame them for not defending Trey Lance in the media. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan is like, why are you asking me questions about my quarterback two or three? I don't care. Like, I've dealt with backup quarterback questions for two or three years now. I don't want to answer them anymore. I have made it abundantly clear who my starting quarterback is. It's not Trey Lance. It's not Sam Darnold. Stop asking me about them. 
Now, he gets why they're doing it, but he doesn't like it, and it's very clear. <laughs> it's very clear he doesn't like it. So I don't blame them if they don't come out publicly. I just need people to understand that if you don't see the team come out and you're like, we defend and support and back Trey Lance, there's a reason why. There's a reason why it happened last year, and there's a reason why it's not happening thus far this year. Times have changed. Lance and his role has changed. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they have mentally changed. They have moved their focus from Trey Lance to Brock Purdy. That's why, to me, they don't feel a need to say anything. That's why, instead of Kyle Shanahan today saying, you know, like, look, those guys are dumb in the media. Trey knows that, you know... All that matters is us back here, forget everybody else, and echo John Lynch's words after the Bears' loss last year. There's a reason it didn't happen. It's very clear. <laughs> They've moved on. They are no longer viewing Trey Lance as the future of the franchise. In fact, I would not doubt in my mind that if someone came up to them Hey, we'll give you a second-round pick or a third-round pick. I think they would actually, they'd actually at least entertain or discuss that. I wouldn't take it. I think Trey Lance is far more valuable on the team right now. But if they are that, you know, sold on him, if they are that, you know, if they are that non or not bought in on him, uh, what's the point? Now, again, I think he should stay. I think they should keep him for a year and see what he can do. I think. If he has to play a game knowing the quarterback injuries, why not have a guy who's young and can still explode into something you hope he can be, right? Keep that guy. But mentally, take today. There was an executive, I'm forgetting his name, he was on the 33rd team uh, live stream podcast. He worked with Kyle Shanahan multiple times in Cleveland, I believe. He said, once... Because Kyle's so emotional with his quarterbacks and his players. Once you are kind of in his doghouse, it is so hard to get you out of it. Because he's kind of written you off. He kind of just moves along. He, he just moves on. And sure, there's there, there are certain players like Brandon Ayuk has gotten out of the doghouse. And look where he is now. But for every Brandon Ayuk, there's a Dante Pettis. And don't be surprised if Trey Lance becomes this next team's Dante Pettis. Now, for very different reasons, but don't be surprised. And I hate saying that. Like, that that hurts my soul to say that. But, like I said earlier, sometimes you have to be blunt. And we're, I don't know, four days prior to week two of the NFL preseason. And I'm already saying this stuff. I told you... During training camp, I wouldn't be surprised. Prepare yourself for Sam Darnold to be quarterback number two. We're hearing this stuff now. We're seeing things play out in front of us that make me believe that they have completely mentally kind of checked out on Trey Lance. They don't see a need to defend him anymore. He's not in their future plans anymore. Could that change? Sure. Brandon Ayuk got out of the doghouse. Yeah, things can change. Is that going to take perfection from Trey Lance? Probably. But for right now, if they don't defend him, now you know why. Now you see what I'm seeing. Now you maybe don't want to face it. 
I didn't want to face it at first either, but I think we have slowly kind of inched our way towards this happening where they don't hate Trey. They're not sabotaging Trey Lance. It's just things have changed. People move on. That's life, and that's, as Kyle Shanahan would say, like, that's par for the course. You know, that's how the world works, unfortunately. Just so happens Trey Lance, who was once heralded as the next coming of Patrick Mahomes and Trey Lance, Lamar Jackson, and Drew Brees into one quarterback, according to Kyle Shanahan, is the victim here. It sucks. It stinks. But that's just the way it goes. As Bruce Almighty would say, that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> and here we are, 2023, gearing up for week two of the NFL preseason on Sunday night. Denver Broncos coming to Levi Stadium. Look out for that podcast later Maybe in a day or so, we'll see. Uh, discussing players to watch for, previewing that game. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media at 49ers.access is the Instagram. 49ers underscore access is the Twitter. Also, use our promo code 49ersaccess, 49ERSACCESS at SeatGeek.com and save yourself $20 off your first purchase. Also, down below or up above, Use our link at fanatics.com. Support the show and buy yourself some merch. In the meantime, please leave a like, leave a review, tell your friends about the podcast. Tell me what you think is happening with Trey Lance right now. What do you think of the media scrutiny against him? And how do you think San Francisco is handling this? Is it good? Is it bad? Could it backfire? Or are you with me when it comes to how they view him mentally going forward? no longer being their franchise quarterback and potentially moving off of him in a year or so. Again, season hasn't even started yet and there's so much juicy content. You're going to want to stick here, whether you're audio, whether you're video on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, stick here all season long. We'll be doing this week in, week out. Every single game going to be covered, every single big storyline going to be covered right here on the podcast and on our social media. One last time, leave a like, leave a review, subscribe to the show. My name is Sterling Bennett. This has been the 49er Access Podcast. And until next time, stay faithful. <laughs>